This is an Ion Annapolis bonus podcast. Once again, my favorite spot in the world, right at the mouth of Back Creek, looking out to the Chesapeake Bay and beyond. But right in my near vision is the, uh, I like to say some old bag that really saved us from COVID, but it's the Wilma Lee, which has some kind of an old name of a boat. And with Alice Estrada, who is the president and executive director, I believe I got that right this time, yeah. of yeah. the Annapolis <laughs> yeah. Maritime Museum and Park. How are you again? I'm doing very well on this beautiful fall day. You First know, day of fall, by the way. It, we, we, ha- we have a plein air painter just right here on our deck that's painting the scene, another one out on the dock. And I was mentioning to them before you came out that this is so weird for Maryland because we have had the last five weekends had perfect weather on all five weekends. It hasn't been grossly hot or anything like that. It's been very nice. And it looks like this upcoming one is also supposed to be a perfect weekend as well. We wanted to come here and talk to you about the Wilma Lee, which is a 70-plus-year-old skipjack, I believe. 80. 80. 80. 80. One of about 22 left on the bay. That's uh, correct. At a point when there was thousands uh, years and years ago dredging for oysters. And I would like to say that this is sort of the end of her journey because you got her a couple of years ago and she had a whole other journey here. So tell us about where she came from and why why you got her. Well, as you mentioned, she is actually 80 years old, built in 1940, and she was built on the eastern shore on the Chesa- for the Chesapeake Bay. Um, she ended up, she, she's had several lives. She was uh, oystering up until the 80s, um, and then a private owner bought her at some point and wanted to make her into a yacht. So there's some features that's not typical of most skipjacks in that she has, you know, an oven and refrigerator. And actually there was air conditioning. We don't have that activated at the time, but (laughs) yeah, so she was sort of kind of compromised that way, but actually it's, it's worked out just fine. Um, And then she went to Ocracoke Island in North Carolina. There was a nonprofit down there that thought she would be a great, um, recreational activity for their visitors. Um, but sadly, they lost interest after a couple of years, and she sat. Um, we were approached by... Ooh, yeah, a, she a wooden, sat. A and that's boat sitting? No, no, not a good thing. <laughs> not a good thing at all. So she, they will deteriorate fast. They are, they are high maintenance. Um, we, you know, no one would deny that. But anyway, a gentleman who vacations in Ocracoke um, approached us here. He happens to be a member of the museum at an annual meeting and said, I think you should... You should own a skipjack. And, uh, we thought we should too. A skipjack is actually our logo. So we said we, we really should, but believe me, there was some skepticism and some resistance because a wooden boat is such an undertaking. Sure. So, but, uh, a private donor stepped up and said, well, I'll pay for the, for the acquisition. And, um, they choose to remain anonymous, um, but very gracious of them. And then we, went to work getting her restored. And of course, it was way more than we expected. Of course. Uh, well, well, thankfully, you didn't have to pay for the acquisition on that's her. That's so. correct. That is um, correct. But, um, so we, yes. So what all, what all did you do to bring her up to her uh, modern old glory? Well, well, for starters, one of the big things was to replace the mast. And that's a, that is a big deal on a skipjack. Um, I will give a shout out to Tillman Island and um, Mark Wiest, who worked on her for the better part of two years. Not many people restore old wooden boats uh, anymore, and there is still a great colony of um, 
shipwrights over there on the eastern shore. And they, I, people were coming in from Connecticut and all over the east coast to get their wooden boats worked on in this spot. But um, at any rate, yeah, it was a laundry list. I could go on and on, but everything from the mast rings to the mast to just, you know, they discover a soft spot and they go, well, it's a little soft here too. Um, the engines needed, re, you know, just restored and um, although they were still good, but pretty much start, you know, head to toe. Uh, I know that's probably not like the boat I, term, but. I've been out to the Thomas Point Lighthouse a couple of times and it sort of seemed, sounds similar to that. Oh, yes. we found some rotting wood here. We need yeah, to find yeah, the specific yeah. wood and, and everything else to do that. Exactly. And that's a, that's a right. tour that you guys coordinate your partners with the Thomas Point Shoal Lighthouse. That's correct. Um, which leaves here, which is great. Well, the Wilma Lee, I mean, it's it's here. It's at the Annapolis Maritime Museum, which is at the uh, Backstreet End of Second Street. Not Backstreet End. That's a band. Back uh, Creek End of Second Street. There you go. And yeah. it's here for education. It's here for looks yeah. and um, public tours, which is exciting. Well, we thought it was important that we offer our public tours from City Dock because there is something about a skipjack being down at City Dock. So most of our tours pick up and drop off from City Dock. Back in the day, and I'm dating myself, but I remember where City Dock was full of skipjacks and other work boats such as Drake Tales and Dead Rises. Um, those are Chesapeake Bay work boats used for harvesting oysters, crabs, clams, and um, anyway, we just felt that there was some significance there. So we do um, offer our tours from City Dock for the moment, and we hope to continue to do that for well, the long term as well. Well, there's no better place really, I mean, in my opinion as well as, as City Dock. I mean, it, it is sort of the, the cultural, the central hub for Annapolis. I mean, Eastport is very cool, eclectic, and Somewhat off the beaten path, but Annapolis, right. I mean, City Dock is exactly. the central place. And I, I do remember seeing photographs. I never, I wasn't living down here during the time where Ego Alley was just filled with nothing but work boats. Right. And, uh, you know, the, the oysters were being handed off and the crabs and everything else. So it's great to see. I mean, while we've got a lot of great things down at City Dock, uh, it is great to see some history there. Right. Uh, as well as the parking lot and the parking meters and the, <laughs> Exactly. We feel that it's authentic and that it really does offer a glimpse of the way it was um, for our visitors and for our residents, you know, for all guests to Annapolis. Well, the public sailings are what? They're Wednesday, Thursday? Well, we've, or, we've reduced or, it now that we're getting into fall. So we have a Friday afternoon, Friday evening, Saturday and Sunday afternoon and evening. The Afternoon tours are offered at 3 o'clock, and they really focus on our heritage. So you'll get a little maritime heritage lesson, some Bay Ecology, but also just enjoy a nice sail. Sunset um, tours are a little lighter on the on the narrative, but they're certainly enjoyable, and adult beverages are served. So it is Light on the narrative, heavy on the beverages. Yeah, exactly, so exactly. <laughs> nothing, yeah. nothing. And I actually was out there last Friday night. It was a glorious evening, just really lovely. It, it really was. I was out there on Sunday. You were gracious enough to yeah. allow my daughter and I to go on out, and it was just absolutely fantastic with Captain Rick and the crew that was out there, able to answer any question you threw at them, and what I love about Annapolis, and I've lived here for over 20 years, that I always learn something new whenever I get involved with somebody like that. And I never knew, um, and maybe you don't know, do you know what's in the bottom of the Triton Light on the corner of the Naval Academy? Seems like I've heard this before, but I don't recall. What is it? Yeah, I was. I no. went with a wise-ass answer and said okay. concrete. But um, yeah. it is. there's yeah. a globe filled with water 
that was gathered by submarines in all of the 12 seas around the world. (gasps) Did you learn that on our tour? I did. Oh, right. What a nugget. I I, I did. I was like, no, I said, I can't believe that. That's, I never knew that, which I think is really kind of neat. The sunset tour was fantastic. I mean, we went out as, you know, far as we could, turned around. You had the great sunset setting behind Annapolis. And I imagine that changes a little bit between spring and fall and everything else, depending on where the sun sets. Um, but if you do get a chance, now you're going to be running the public tours through endish of October, and, and this is where nobody has a set time schedule, I'm sure. Well, we're actually hoping to even – we're thinking Halloween will be our last tour, and we really want to do a costume tour if we can. Oh, that would be fun. So, John, I should mention at this point we're offering um, – we have to be at half capacity So for COVID relations. So <laughs> normally the boat can carry 46, including captain and crew. So we're at 23, including captain and crew. That may raise a little bit if we if we go into phase three. It'll be 75% capacity. But I do want um, your listeners to know that you can social distance, as you know, mm-hmm. on the boat. There's plenty of space at 75 feet, and we do have demarcations if you're not sure what six yep, feet apart there are little is. stickers on the deck um, and everything and uh and you're outdoors you're outdoors for sure so right great wind blowing through yeah, your hair yeah. and, and whatnot so you're hoping to go through thanksgiving or through halloween uh, halloween and uh i imagine if the weather is beautiful for the first couple of weeks in november somebody in here will say well, you know why don't we just do one more weekend well and so. actually the weather does kind of extend now into november but the plan is that right. when we shut her down she'll back go back over to tillman island for more work right um and- you know that's kind of going to be an annual event and then coming back again when starting up again in yeah we'll come back for march March, yeah she'll come back in march and uh you know hopefully for the oyster roads and hopefully we can have it this year what else is she doing uh, in terms, I mean, public tours. You've yeah, got yeah. So, a couple we, days a week. You, what's been um, surprisingly popular is private charters. So, especially since uh, most folks are just doing small gatherings now, anyway, she really worked for that. So, again, up to twenty guests, and we can, you know, take take you out for you know two, three hours and enjoy a birthday party, or you know, um, we've had some Naval Academy graduates doing sort of a mini reunion of with some of their classmates, but just, you know, smaller groups mm-hmm. going out for just for the heck of it um, and, and enjoying, enjoying Wilma Lee. And I mean, are you using her for, I mean, the, oh. the closed museum here is, is, is the educate is, yes. is all well, about education. Yeah. And thank you. I, I, I've been, um, we are working, in fact, tomorrow we're doing our practice education tour. So we've been very lucky to um, actually have two former CBF uh, folks who speak Bay Foundation had the Stanley Norman back in the day. They no longer have a skipjack, but when they did, they did a great education. The Stanley Norman is no longer. No, they've sold that. Yes, they sold it to one of their former captains, I believe. Oh. But yeah, they eliminated their program, which is why ours is even more important now. So we will offer. Um, there's not been a lot of outdoor education activities, and of course, we're that's Certainly. part of our major programming. So we've been a little challenged, but nonetheless, we're putting together an excellent program on Womalee for 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 students. So right now, cohorts can come out. Private schools who are doing field trips can come out, but we really are just um, perfecting our lesson plan. Tomorrow is a practice sale. 
Well, that's great that. because I know that a lot of the water programs that the, I know Watermark does a number of them and you work with Watermark on some of them and, and whatnot. The education is just so great. And you hear the, the teachers and the educators across the state saying that when they do get down here, yeah, the walking guides are great and the, the state house is great. But when these kids that have perhaps never seen the bay, right. never seen, you know, how an oyster cleans the bay, what it does, what you know, how our ecology, how our watermen, how our food gets here is is invaluable. Well, it is. And there, it really does make it a memory when they get out on the water. Um, there's just something about that that they, they never forget. And whether it's Womanly or the Harbor Queen, you know, I've heard kids say, oh, I remember that field trip so well when they're all sure. – because we've been doing this for a while now. We've been doing this since 2007. So right. uh, some of these are – some of these kids are grown-ups now. So I right. do think it makes a difference. And it's an astonishing amount of kids that have never been on a boat before. I and mean, they I, get nervous walking down the dock. I, I, I have heard that. And, and sadly, I've heard that a number of kids in our own community in Annapolis yeah. have, have not been out. And that just, when I first heard that, it just blew my mind because, you know, that poem, Water, Water Everywhere, you know, yeah. it's. Well, we, we um, have a program called Box of Rain, and they are kids from public housing, um, all the public housing communities. And we make sure they get out on Wilma Lee multiple times. And we took them out through throughout the summer. So they all know Wilma Lee well. But again, one of our objectives with that program is to introduce them to maritime activities. So you guys need a video of and, and I've seen it for, you know, adults and children and, and it doesn't matter. The first time they get out on water. Yeah. Just the smile yeah. on the face because yeah. it, it, it is such a different experience. Yeah, and I would tell you sometimes there's a little bit of fear there, but that's okay. We're there to conquer that fear because mm-hmm. they're not. It isn't familiar, so we're there to say it's okay and you know um, and get comfortable and and then eventually they do relax and bond with the Chesapeake Bay. And she's like painting a bridge, right? I mean, once you, you like you said, you have to take her back to Tillman Island for her. Yeah, uh, I guess her spa Annual treatment, workup, her spa, yes, spa treatment, whatever it may be. Yeah. She needs to uh, <laughs> high maintenance, as I said. How long? I mean, does she have a lifespan? I mean, so, do you- I mean, really, she's eighty years old right now, which is again a long time for a wooden boat. And most of them have rotted away, and you don't see them much anymore. But we'll, we're we're committed. I mean, as long as we're you know a viable organization, we are committed to preserving her in perpetuity. I mean, obviously, everything. Um, dies at at some point, but we really want to make sure that she is a real beacon for Annapolis. And, you know, just like, like Stanley Norman was iconic. I mean, that was most, mm-hmm. probably one of the most next to Thomas Point Lighthouse, the most photographed or painted images. So we really hope that she's like that for Annapolis. Well, she really is. I know on my Facebook page, I've got the uh, bowsprit with the name plaque, the, the Wilma Lee, and it's just very colorful. I mean, the, the boat is very attractive and very striking when you, when you you look at it. Um, but it's even more striking, I found, when you get up close and you really look at it very deeply. You look at the work, and, and this is a working boat, okay? Right. So this wasn't like a, a Trumpy that was built for the, exactly. you know, the fancy, you know, the owner that was spending millions of dollars. I mean, this was a working boat, and you can sit there and you can see the scars that she has. You can see the level of detail of the workmanship that went into her 80 years ago, and the level of detail of workmanship that has gone into her now. As, as she's been restored, 
And you know, one thing I love about about her is actually, and I asked is on the the mast, which she said it had to be replaced, and that was a, a donation. And there's a plaque up there for, yeah. Yeah. you know, from the woman who who made the donation, who's the chairman of the the board for the Naples Maritime Museum, and very generous in supportive of the museum overall, for sure. So yeah, it's a it's, nice way to recognize that. It's just a, a phenomenal addition to uh, not just the Maritime Museum and Park, but to the city of Annapolis. I, I thank you for saying that. We, we feel like we've made a contribution. And I do want to point out, too, as you mentioned, um, she is a work boat and she's kind of, you know, fatter than most yachts. Mm-hmm. So she's easy to sail on for those that are a little inti- in- intimidated by getting on a sailboat. She's not meant to go fast. So Woodwind kicks our butt if we're out there. She takes us <laughs> every gone. time. We used to go out for Wednesday night races and she would always um, beat us. But the point is um, that she's really just, but still very authentic uh, sailing opportunity. That's what we're missing in today's world. A lot of authenticity. Yeah. There's a lot of fake stuff around and it's, uh, some of it's okay, but it's, you know, you, you lose track of where you came from when you lose authenticity. Well, that's our job at the Maritime Museum is to remind everybody what um, our culture was about, what the working waterfront was about. We'll tease you a little bit with our new exhibits because I think they really do a great job of showcasing Maritime Let's talk a little bit about the new exhibits. I mean, you had your grand opening back in March of 2020. (laughs) Not really. Yeah, right, 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 right. (laughs) Uh, But but you you have been closed for the spring and, and the winter to bring in new exhibits that are so exciting. Yeah. And, and you're getting ready to reopen maybe question mark. So we're, we're still trying to figure it out. We have a, um, the, the whole um, irony of it is, is that they're high tech, high touch. So that's challenging during COVID. Like, how do we do that? Where, you know, do we disinfect after everybody? Do we do timed entry? Um, and to be fair, because of COVID, we got stalled. So while they were scheduled to reopen in April, um, there was a lot of challenges with the vendors and the various sure. contractors getting in here and getting the work complete. So I think we're really, really done just as of last week. So we uh, visited as a board and we're really trying to figure out, you know, if we might be able to open by the end of the year. Um, But we really have to figure out staffing it, how we manage that. And there's a lot to it. So we're getting some good guidance from the the PPE and the the distancing and and everything else. How that all works out and how we can make people enjoy it because it is indoors and make them feel comfortable. And we're also paying attention to what, other museums are doing in the Annapolis community. But sure. I did see, you know, Smithsonian's, a couple of Smithsonian's are opening up this week. So we, we might be keeping an eye on them and seeing how they, that works out for them. Nice. Nice. Well, the Annapolis Maritime Museum and Park, it's two pieces. The museum is over here in Eastport at the end of 2nd Street, right on Back Creek. And the park is down off of, uh, I don't know whether it's Benby Beach or Edgewood Road at that point. But I think it's, it's Edgewood, yes. Right but it the, goes, right, yeah, but... Same road. They just turn it one right of those on the roads. cusp, and that's a beautiful facility that was a, a gift um, or a partnership, I guess, with the city that owns it. And you're using that pretty much for an education. You ran your summer camps out of there. Yes, yeah. So twelve acres. Um, it was really undiscovered and underutilized, um, and and we, overgrown because you overgrown. Into- <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, it was pretty decrepit to be honest with you. Um, and so we converted the old waterworks building into an education center. 
We also have a lease with Caps Up. That's really brought some energy to the park um, where they've had people come over and you can paddleboard. Uh, there's a free launch. A lot of people think, oh, Caps Up's there. I can't launch my kayak or my paddleboard. You certainly can, and they're they're very cooperative if you need to do that. Um, but we also have about a mile of trails, not a lot, but um, – We've got big plans. I walk those trails pretty much every day. Yeah, big pavilion's going to go in. That will be really um, fantastic for outdoor events um, and also just a deep water dock that eventually we'd like to keep Loma Lee down there a little more secluded and protected Sure. uh, on on occasion, just to spend the night to keep her safe. And there's no truth about the zip line going from this campus to that campus. I actually have heard that suggestion before, but no, but that would be way cool. (laughs) Wouldn't, wouldn't not it, authentic, but cool. Wouldn't it? Yeah, it absolutely. What a view going across yeah, the uh, yeah. across across yeah, it's the not creek. A bad idea. Um, to get out onto the Wilma Lee, it is forty dollars for the uh, at this point is forty dollars yeah, for the thirty actually thirty five dollars for the heritage tour. Okay. And again, they just visit our website. It's right there on the home page. Just click. And that website is amaritime.org. Amaritime.org. And then the Sunset Tours, I believe, run 50 to $60. Um, but it's all the beverages you can drink. Some people get their money's worth. Some people don't. You did not. <laughs> As, 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 is, as is the case everywhere. <laughs> I, I always get my money's worth. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, uh, you know, if you don't get a chance to get out on the Wilma Lee in the next couple of weeks, um, next month and a half, I guess. Yeah, yeah a month and yeah, a half. Month. Yeah, yeah. Five, um, six weeks. That's, and uh, It's beautiful out there. You know, definitely get out and take a look. She's probably going to be at the Maritime Museum before she goes to Tillman Island and yeah. maybe not sailing. Just take a look at the beauty that is this boat, the authenticity that is this boat. And when she comes back after uh, getting all buffed and shined and waxed and painted and whatever they do. Yeah. Uh, Nipped and tucked. Make it a make it a point to uh, to get out on there. And hopefully by that time we'll be here able to get into the museum and see the new exhibits, which are pretty fantastic. Yeah, they are. So I'm really eager to show this. Are you going to be doing your winter lecture series this year? So we will. We already had the lineup done. And what we'll probably do is do it virtually, uh, much like Historic Annapolis has done. Um, and I think that actually can work for this format. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it, you know, I know people are tired of sitting in front of their screens. But I mean, we'll see what happens in January if there if there is, you know, a vaccine and people are comfortable, we might have very limited in person, but we sure. do have a great lineup. Um, I wish I could rattle off some of the names off the top of my head, but I'm drawing a blank, but we're really, really pleased with it. So we'll get that going. They're always fascinating. Again, this is, I mean, I, I go to them to learn and, and you always do. And I mean, that's, that's what it is. I mean, just the knowledge that comes out from some of the people that are speaking uh, of the Bay, the history of the maritime. I, I know when, uh, Trumpy was celebrating their their anniversary a couple of years ago. I mean, you had uh, the experts on that with, yeah. uh, you know, and, and they, they were Trumpy yachts were made just, you know, five blocks away from here on the other side of the uh, second street down right, on, right. at the chart house. And I remember somebody commenting in the audience, like the room was packed and they were like, how is it a boat that really stopped building? Was it 40 or almost 50 years ago? And that they were still such a fascination, Trumpy yachts. Without it, without a doubt. Naples Maritime Museum, amaritime.org is the place you need to go to find that out. They've got tons of stuff explored around there. They've got audio histories. They've got the exhibits. You can buy tickets to the Wilma Lee. You can buy tickets when they do it in the summer out to see Thomas Point Lighthouse if they resume them, knock yes. on wood, yes. next year. A great small museum that we have. It's a, uh, I would like to say it's a hidden gem. I don't think you're really hidden, but you're just a true gem of Annapolis. 
And, uh, you know, kudos to you, Alice Estrada, for, you know, running this whole thing and keeping this ship straight while your captains are keeping the other ones straight. It's been some uncharted water this year, but we're hanging in and doing okay. So thanks, <laughs> thanks John. Very this has been a bonus podcast from Ion Annapolis. Please visit us at ionanapolis.net. Follow us on Facebook at All Annapolis and on Twitter at Ion Annapolis. And if you haven't subscribed to the Daily News Brief podcast, go for it. And all of your local news will be delivered to your phone, tablet, or smart device by 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday.